0: Hi and hello and welcome to the rbr.music podcast. My name is Steve Hurley and as always, I'm joined by the creator of the rbr.music Instagram page, Bill Murray. Hello. Hello. Each week in true RBR fashion, we'll be bringing you classic and new album reviews. It's our mission to cut through the noise to discuss the sound. On the rbr.music radar this episode, we're gonna be discussing Orville Peck's second album, Bronco. This South African-born, Canadian-based country singer wears a fringe mask and has never publicly shown his face. Bronco is a follow-up to his debut album, Pony, and offers similar themes of love and heartbreak through lyrical storytelling. Over to you, John.
1: I wasn't expecting to hear Johnny Cash and especially Roy Orbison repackaged for a new generation, but here we are. It sure is welcome. So my point being is, He sounds like Johnny Cash, he sounds like Roy Orbison. It's a country album. This isn't a throwaway album. I think this will be um, an album you can go back to. It's definitely an improvement over an already impressive debut. So like you said, Steve, with his hidden identity behind a tasseled mask, that's a kind of nod towards The Lone Ranger. I mean, it's, it's, it's not the most interesting fact about him, but I think it needs to be pointed out that He's he's a gay man. It wouldn't be hard to see why someone would think that Orville Peck was just a provocateur. Yeah. Here to rile up the world of country, one of music's most conservative and most provocable genres.
0: I mean, one thing that I picked upon, sort of researching him and, and, and looking into him, he seems to constantly want to hold bits of information back. Like he doesn't want to give away his full persona, which... I actually really like because that makes me think that he will be around a long time he's not in it for a flash of a pan making a quick album
1: absolutely in this oversaturated world of we need to show everybody everything about us yeah it's really a fresh a fresh a breath of fresh air that he's holding things back he has social media accounts his social media accounts it's him as orville peck the performer. Yeah. You don't really get much of his personal life, which I think is kind of interesting. He, he seems elusive. He seems like, like the Lone Ranger. I am wondering if this is his, uh, what's it called? Like David Bowie, goes through many forms
0: yeah, I, I, I actually read that Yeah, so uh, apparently Peck is a persona of a, a guy called Daniel Pitout Again, this is all rumours Who's a drummer in a Canadian punk band Called New Sensei And apparently he, It's piecing together rid the tattoos That's That's how they're trying to link these two gents Because they've got similar or pretty much the same tattoos However, again, we all like a little bit of Mystique And I think you know, the, it, currently the world we live in is so exposed, and you know, the, you know. Let's face it; it's actually refreshing to have someone who is playing maybe a, a bit of a character. You know, I, I, when I, when I started listening and, and and looking at his YouTube videos and stuff, I was thinking David Bowie, I was thinking Lady Gaga. It's
1: not just substance. It's not just style over substance. What is like when you we bring up these artists that are all about showmanship i mean david bowie obviously he's got the back catalogue to prove he's one of the greats but orville peck he has i mean there's only two albums mm-hmm. but he is showing signs of he's going to be staying around
0: based on his genre of music choice i mean you know in america you know country music is absolutely huge and you know if you make it in the country world you are a megastar in America maybe doesn't quite compute to the UK in the same way uh, as, as we're both based in the northwest of England. It's it's something that might not get. As yeah, but we're both loving it. Oh, so, I, but that's I mean that's the point yeah. though. But I think we 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 got our way to explore new and yeah. There's not a massive country music chart sort of movement in the UK.
1: Yeah, okay, I'm with um,
0: It's funny you mention his sort of, what well, you know, the you know sort of how it, and what he reminded you of um, vocally. So I'm a massive Elvis Presley fan. I think I've said it for years. I could hear bits of tones of Elvis's wobble, which I obviously loved instantly. Um, I couldn't agree more. The Cash sound, he's got, there's definitely vocals of Johnny Cash. But actually some of the songs had that Johnny Cash um, railroad thud, Beat that was obviously just so iconic of Cash and the Roy Orbison, hundred percent that deep, yeah. rolling voice. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> to be even you know acknowledged, it, 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 you know, in 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 sort of similarities to those three artists, you, you're doing something right. Now it isn't going to be for everyone. I do think this album will be probably more for people with a much broader music taste. I think if you're into your Rock or grunge or R and B. I think you might you might roll past this one just because it's it is it's quite tight within its genre. Um, but personally, when you introduced, because I I didn't come across Pony the first album. I came straight into Bronco. I I must have listened to it about eight times. I love it. I think it's brilliant. It's a really really. It opens like someone kicking a door in. It's brilliant. It's like straight straight in. There's no mess around. Opening track. Off you go. There's, there's no hiding what he's about. The style he wants
1: to push. But, but I do wonder. I do wonder if because country is not a big medium in the UK. I w- this has just popped into my head now. I wonder if a lot of albums are like this, and we're just amazed because we never get, to, we never hear any of it. Well,
0: I suppose we speak from a little bit of an ill-informed position because kind of the country that we've enjoyed is probably. A lot older, isn't it? You know, sort of. I'm um, and, and neither of us are into like stadium country. Are we? We're not into kind of the, no,
1: we're not into Garth Brooks. Yeah, or Keith,
0: Keith Urban and stuff like that. that's. That's not really what for me. Kind of stuck in, in like a bit of a Billy Ray Cyrus kind of. 80s 90s but yeah it's never really moved on where do right, you know yeah. i played this for a friend the other day there's actually tones of like indie riffs in a number of the tracks oh, there's, yeah there's like a real there's a modern swing take on it and you, you're listening to it and you're like i can obviously hear this like rock and roll voice slash um country sound it's bringing it to the this,
1: future yeah yeah definitely oh, yeah
0: and even his little um uh there's a couple of tracks where he probably does quirky stuff that maybe people would not like. He spells out a few words in a, a couple of songs, and I think some people might just not get it. But I think he's an, and I think you'd you'd put him in the in, infectious artist category where you listen once, and I would get pulled in. And then honestly, the, the, you you literally introduced it a couple of weeks ago to me, and I couldn't I couldn't get enough. Love it. I think it's brilliant. I was worrying listening to it about doing the good, the bad, and the rad because yeah, I'm still the the the, the, the wrong there's barely a bad bad note in it, it's a brilliant album, um, it's quite a lengthy album as well, it's quite a decent, we always talk about...
1: Oh I was thinking that, I was like that's right up your street yeah. Steve, because you always get a noise that the albums, modern albums are t- I just on. feel
0: that most albums these days don't, yeah sadly don't have enough content, you can, you know we've talked about a few recently that we've really enjoyed and there's actually yeah there's actually uh, there's, there's not enough of it but there's plenty on this um, I think just going back yeah, to his per- get lost in it oh completely just going back to his personal life as well so I mentioned that he's um, South African born he, he lived in I think um Johannesburg till he was about fifteen. Uh, he didn't. He didn't really refer to much of his South African roots. I read, and that's again because he didn't want to give away everything. And now he starts to talk about it a bit more. But he grew up in Canada. I don't know if Canada has a massive country music movement. I'm not too sure. He's definitely kind of soaking up cultures and surroundings to kind of build this, this sort of you know piece of piece of art. it's, it's brilliant. Real, really enjoy it.
1: He's hand picking. The best parts, of, from what I understand, of country and merging it with indie is he's, he's looking back at country in rose-tinted glasses to pick out what has worked in the past and has merged it together, recreating the sound of country's glory yeah. years.
0: We've just referred to like three or four sort of male protagonists within like the music genre. Um, I was saying to to you, wasn't I, before we started recording? There's bits throughout the album, it's hard to pinpoint, so I'll challenge anyone to go and have a little listen. There's 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 elements for me of <laughs> you're gonna think it sounds weird saying this, but like there's bits within songs that remind me of like Celine Dion or Shania Twain. And the reason I'm saying that it's sort of like like this this strong power ballad to it, but it's
1: it's got this real. Nice, feminine swing. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. I, like, <laughs> like we uh, discussed before we recorded, there's the singer Bobby Gentry. She's um, country. Yeah. Uh, she does like country funk, swampy sort of music. There's nods. There's nods to that. I can also kind of see. <laughs> I can understand Celine Dion. It wouldn't be something that I would pick up on the power ballads.
0: Yeah, I'll give you that. I suppose I'm you by saying there's a nod to it could be played in a massive arena, and you know, people like Celine Dion and Shania Twain. They, they, you know, they they play to hundreds of thousands oh, yeah. of people. At, you know, I suppose that's sort of what I could hear. What I'm not saying I could hear, um, you know, uh, vocals or or, or or lyrics. It reminded me. it just does something maybe on a bigger scale, like a live performance, just had that. Um, maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's because the other artists that we've just referred to, you know, sadly, we we never, you know, we never got to see live on, on, on the big scales, you know, Elvis and Cash and stuff like that, so.
1: I'm quite happy that I'm not seeing Celine Dion, though. I've got no intention of seeing her. I don't know if
0: we, if, if you if you if you and me have a last weekend in vegas i think we've got to go go and see a bit of celine dion
1: um oh yeah let's bring it on celine dion yeah i knew it was the other one shania twain let's go boys Ding ding ding, 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 ding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i think again i think um having lots of elements that come from a broad genre is is great we've all we always say this about albums that you can pigeonhole an album but
1: yeah i think okay i think i like this the he takes certain aspects of country like the heartbreak but he also brings in the crowd pleases that will hopefully get mm. people that aren't that interested in country to um listen
0: yeah it, it's a small it's a small note i just picked up on but he's like he, yeah go on. the other artists were probably slightly overlooking that there's, there's definitely similarities to and obviously uh, again hugely successful. Morrissey, there's yeah, definitely like, yeah. a Morrissey vibe there. There's,
1: there's that droll yeah. sometimes in his slower stuff, is Morrissey um, mm. style. I think he also gently mocks his own obsession with Americana, like right. the moment he's in a bar speaking to a woman, or well, perhaps it's not a woman, but um, that doesn't matter, just go with the song. and yeah. She tells him she doesn't like Elvis, and he says, "I want a little less conversation, please," which is a direct line from an Elvis song. Yeah. And I, I do think when I'm listening to this album, I wonder if there's other lines that I'm missing here because I'm not so clued up with country music. He
0: writes ninety percent of this album; it's all him. There's a couple of collaborations, I think. For I think the curse of, the, um, yeah, the curse of the blackened blackened eye. Um, I think that's co-written and out of time. I think the rest is pretty much him. And you can see that... I think he's quite a... Well,
1: that's proper country, The Curse of the Black and Die. It's about domestic abuse and uh, this time... He sings like those days he wanted just to curl up and die and things. And that's where you can imagine like a (laughs) truck—I I don't know, like an American trucker or something listening to the song Big Red with his beard. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's quite funny actually because I think... the most successful sort of, I know we don't necessarily use this as a, an indicator, but I think his biggest success chart wise was in the UK Americana album chart. I think he rose to third in that chart, which is funny actually, because maybe what I said before and the lack of baby country music, chart music in the UK, maybe that's probably quite a good thing. Maybe there's more of a, you know, famously, killers made their name in the UK before they did America. Maybe that's something that, you know, does does help him to be a little bit a little bit different because it's a very crowded market for country America. Yeah.
1: I love how he's tearing up the blueprint of how country yeah. should be presented as well. Like, there's critics that say he's a bit too gimmicky yeah. with how he dresses and things like that, but it's all showmanship and he's wearing his big stets. Well, he, he
0: regularly doesn't he doesn't wear a top, does he? he he's always got- Well, he
1: wears a, he sometimes wears a, a waistcoat a golden waistcoat like a vest top. yeah and he's, he's sponsored by levi isn't he now or something uh, and fender okay. so oh, cool. um levi is like a huge cowboy yeah. sort of brand isn't it like yeah and it, it is sort of rethink um about conservatism and this genre of music Yeah, 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 yeah. um it is modern country and i'm yeah. here for
0: it I I like his style. I think it's, uh, you know, he's he's obviously a fit and healthy young man and he's, like, proud of it, which is great. I could see him on a big stage playing to lots of people. I mean, one thing that I really enjoyed about the album is there's a you get this cluster of uh, tempo tracks, so you'll get the first two or three tracks of of a similar tempo and then you'll have a couple that kind of dip a little bit into more of a lo-fi. At the the middle back end of the album, there's... um, Hexy Mountains and let me drown there. Lo-fi, seemingly love story vibe. I like that in an album because I think an album should be a bit of a journey. I think uh, you know, like I think I've said this a few times before. You, it's nice to go on that journey and sort of feel in tune with the album. I felt like okay, you're in that mood, and you know that was a bit more kind of relaxing or peaceful, or, or you know, of a of a love story kind of feel and then then you, then you get hit with this kind of upbeat track and then another one follows another one follows I uh, I like the way the album's put together uh, like we joked before 15 tracks all together I think it's about 54 minutes long the whole album um, which is great um, and I, I look forward to more from him I really do okay well without further ado then let's get to our star rating so at this point we always give it a official RBR Dot Music star rating so Jordan where did you leave Bronco?
1: I... I've <clears throat> probably been. If you go to rbr.music Instagram account, I've reviewed it there, and maybe I've been overcritical because I think it's so good. I'd like. I have thought about this and spoken to myself about it, where there's albums that I wouldn't usually listen to, which I probably give a higher star rating, and albums that I really like, I'm too critical over and give a lower star rating. So I need to find a happy medium, and I think I probably gave this album on the Instagram account, maybe it was too low, maybe not. Mm. Um, Because I think I I was just trying to be over critical because I was enjoying it so much. That being said, I do think there's still, I know you've really enjoyed the album, Steve. I think it's top heavy. I think it does tail off near the end, if I'm being critical and true to myself about the album. I've really enjoyed it, it's an album that I that I really hope will be a classic and it'll be around for a long time. And it, it's gonna be his yeah. foundation, his stepping stone to even greater things. I think is, it is an exceptional al- album, but because I do believe it's top heavy, I'm gonna give it 4.5 out of
0: five. Okay. I mean, 4.5 is a very, very, very um, <laughs> more than respectable score. And yeah, I agree. You, you know I, I, I really enjoy this album. Um, I I'm looking forward to seeing how Orville Peck becomes more of a household name. I I I I think he's the type of character that will possibly get onto the late 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 show or you know in the UK the Graham Norton show. Like I can just see him being part of music culture moving forward. That's a big thing to say at this point, but i'm excited to see what he can do this album i thoroughly enjoyed yeah i, I can't disagree with 4.5 at all so yeah thanks for that george and That is was the rbr.music official rating 4.5 so as with every episode we're now going to move to our three feature tracks the good the bad the rad and as it always says on the tin one good track one bad track and one red track um we've actually discussed these as a duo this week because there's there's quite a lot of good on the album, and we really wanted to kind of like pull things apart a little bit. Uh, um, so, Jordan, what did we agree on as our good track?
1: Did we agree on any turn? <laughs> there was there was a lot of uh, good tracks.
0: We did, we did. Any turn? There are a number of really good tracks, and any turn. We liked it because of Johnny Cash feel. It's got that um, that, that classic Cash thud. That railroad thud to it
1: and i and i have said that the album's top heavy and this is this was a welcome surprise to i was thinking it was tailing off and then it, it picks up with this uh, with this song
0: so then i suppose we have to put a bad track as we do with every week what's our bad track george
1: oval peck sings it as lafayette but it's spelt lafayette
0: it's funny We can talk about how to pronounce it, but fundamentally, I completely disagree with you because I think it's a great track. You don't at all, but it's pretty much the only one we could...
1: Well, no, I do think it's a bad track. I think it's, it's not up there with all his... Other songs on the album. I think it's too on the nose with some of the stuff he says. I think it's like he sings about. I recall somebody saying that there ain't no cowboys left. Well, they ain't met me. And his songs are so good. His lyrics are really good. This is a bit too basic for my liking.
0: As you're saying it, I can I can hear myself thinking what you're saying. It's a
1: bit of cliche. It's a bit like if the other songs weren't so brilliant you know this is still a good song but i think it's not a very good song considering the high watermark of the is of us work
0: yeah yeah yeah. so the bad track is lafayette or lafayelle if you choose to pronounce it um and finally the rad track well the rad track was so easy for both of us um as you can tell we we like most of the album anyway However, it is the opening track, Daytona Sand, and I would recommend anyone to listen to this. Go and find the the, U- the YouTube music video; is brilliant. It is. I think I described it before didn't I Jordan. It's it's like he, he's kicking a door open to the album, and you just you hit with Orbital Peck straight away. It's 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 brilliant. It's um a definitely stadium filler. He, he spells Mississippi at the end of it in a really kind of like old school, I thought more Elvis than anything way. Uh, I could hear that definitely, but it's just so upbeat. I loved it, brilliant. Daytona San, would you agree?
1: Yeah, it amused me when I um, sent you this album over to give it a listen and you were sending me the song back saying, have you heard this? And then sent me the, I hadn't seen the video to be fair. You sent me the video and I was like, of course I've heard it because I sent it to you, but like it just showed that you immediately you were into the music, so yeah, I was just really happy that I really thought you'd be you'd like this album,
0: absolutely. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. It's been really enjoyable, um, this episode for me. Um, please do tell people about Orville Peck, both albums, but particularly Bronco. Please do tell people about the music and where you can find more album reviews new and old and please do like subscribe and leave any comments on reviews on us what we do at rbr.music on instagram Uh, again if you want to make any recommendations to us reach out to us by all means and let us know thanks again for listening and all the best
1: listen to shania twain